0: The In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles.
1: Welcome to the podcast. Podcast. Please like the podcast Podcast. and subscribe to this channel. Thank you. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce how can you avoid making the same mistakes again how to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now
0: hi my name is nigel beckles my new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices
1: now you can discover the dangerous myths about love If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How
0: to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life.
1: Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. The very best way to promote your podcasts. Podpage makes it easy to create a podcast website with just a few clicks. Every page is optimized to be found on Google and it stays up to date forever. For more information, visit podpage.com. The future of podcast promotion. Get ready for takeoff.
0: Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is American author Pauline Atkinson. Hi, Pauline. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you?
1: I'm great and thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Where do you live? I currently live on Long Island in New York. We started out as, uh, I was born in Manhattan, and then the family lived in Brooklyn, and then eventually we made our way to Long Island. It's, it's the suburbs, and that's where we reside now, and that's where I planted my seeds. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Is there a great difference between living in the city and living in the suburbs?
1: In New York, yes. This, uh New York, the city is, is so many people. And the living spaces are very close, close, close quarters. And, you know, there's, there's taxis, there's buses, there's hustle and bustle. As a young person, I would have loved to live there. But as a, you know, a mature woman with children, you know, just think about going to the grocery store, you know, and, and having to lug up and down the stairs in the apartments because you can't just park your car in the driveway. You know, it's not like that. You're going up and down stairs, trying to find a place to park your car. This ultimate side of the street parking, it's a lot that goes on. In the suburbs, you have a house. You have a yard. You have a driveway. There's the park. You know what I mean? And um, it's a lot freer. It is getting very heavily uh, populated now, but Nothing compared to living in the city, not at all. But I do. the city's great, don't get me wrong. But it's for the moment, and then I want to go home at peace and, you know, relax in my backyard.
0: So when you were growing up, what subjects did you find interesting?
1: Subjects I loved, well, music. We are a musical family, so that, that was very important. It still is. And what else did I like? I liked Spanish, but but ask me now, I I couldn't even, I couldn't even speak it. But I did enjoy it and did well with it. Those two were were, were good uh, subjects that I really enjoyed. And any type of physical education, because I was an athlete, so that was important to to go to gym and do the workouts and really get the rigorous training in. For because I ran track, I played basketball, so you know I was into all the sports. So did you go on to obtain any qualifications? I went on, I graduated from high school and then went to NYIT, which is called New York Institute of Technology, where I received a BFA in radio broadcasting. That was my specialty, radio broadcasting. And uh, it's funny because I never really got on the air, aside from working with there was a local a local um, resident in the area who was a DJ, because I think that was the word we used back then, DJ. I don't think, right? Radio personalities of what they are now. So he was a DJ. He lived only a few blocks away, and he was on a well-known urban station, which is still existing today. And he mentored me and uh, because he knew I wanted to be in radio and went to school with his kids. So that's as far as I got. I would go to his house. He had a studio there, and... You know, I do the little sound bites and um, any, any, any little extra thing that needed to be done, he'd call me and, and I would do it and record it for him and then he'd have it on the air. So that was my radio experience, but it was, it was a great, great opportunity and I, I love him to death. He's still, he's still in my phone book and we chat every now and again.
0: Well, I understand you've worked in the live music industry. So how did you become involved with that?
1: Well, after I graduated college, my my mom passed away as my first year, actually my second week into my freshman year in college. After she passed on, I I went away to school for a year in Indiana. I came back home because I felt the need to be home with my dad. I'm the youngest of four kids. So it was just like the two of us and I needed to be home. So I felt. And he kind of laid it down and said, listen, I can't do this alone. You need to find a job. You know I was doing the, the the internship of to lack of another word with the d j but it wasn't bringing in any money. you know it was just him showing me the ropes, so I really had to go out and search for something hopefully you know in my field so I knew the the radio wasn't working out, but then there just happened to be an opportunity for uh to be working at a venue, a live music entertainment venue not too far from where I live. And I went for it and got the job, you know, a entry-level position. And I've been in the business really ever since. And I just graduated and worked my way up and became um, one of the managers, a co-manager of the ticketing department at my venue. As you know now, though, the, the entertainment business is at a standstill. We're kind of on hiatus. So <laughs> right now I'm free as a bird. But um yeah. So that's kind of, you know, it's just dad said, you got to get to work. I can't do this alone. I need, you know, and that's how that all happened. He just had to give me that push. So when did you become interested in writing poetry? It's something I've always done. And it's always either been in my head or I would always write things, write things down. So it wasn't anything new. But nobody ever knew about it because it was something private. I kept it to myself because it was it was about me. I didn't want nothing that I shared. I didn't want to share it with anyone. It was my personal thing. so I've really been doing it all along. I've always rhymed, make things rhyme, and you know, it was just what I did. But what happened and 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 it's the craziest thing i i as I got older and the kids got older, I started to reflect on myself, and I was asking myself. Who am I besides being mom and, and, and everybody else? Who am I? And it took, I, I tell you, over a decade of me really meditating and, and, and praying and trying to figure out who I am and, and to ask for guidance and direction as to what I need to do with myself. Because I knew there was still a void. Although I had this job, which was fine and paid the bills, it was great, but I, something was missing. Something was missing in my life. And just last April, I'm getting, to, I'm getting to the answer, just this past April, April of 2019, as I'm going through the prayers and meditating and manifesting and believing that something, you know, is going to happen, I had that faith in myself, a voice, I'm telling you, it was like divine intervention, c- came in and said to me, you have to bring your poetry out and, and share it with the public. Took me for a loop because if anything, I would have thought that something pertaining to music would have been, you know, what the message that I would have received, but it wasn't. And it, just, it really took me for a loop. And when I received that message, I realized, okay, I asked for this. This is the message I'm receiving. I have to pay attention to it because it's clearly something that needs, I need to do. So that's how it all happened. Divine intervention. <laughs>
0: So you're the author of two books. When was your first
1: book published and what is it called? The first book was published on November 10th, 2019. And it's called When the Mood is Right, A Poetry Journey. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not even out a year. It'll be a year in, in November that it's been out. So what type of poems are in the book? The, uh, the poetry book, it's, it's like a guidebook for the, for the soul because, you know, I'm on this journey which I, I truly am trying to search for myself, who I am. And that's what it's about. It's about, it, it takes you through uh, just life experiences, my life experience, as well as just experiences in general. People have spoken to me about, you know, what they go through and so forth. And so it's, it's all in there. It's, it's, it's a book to motivate, inspire, uplift and make you think about who you are and have you grown or have you not grown. And it, it also really expresses self-care and self-love. To love yourself because you are important. Even though you may think you're not, you are. And I try to bring that out in this book.
0: So how about your second book? When was that published?
1: This book, it's titled Mood Swings. It's just recently published September 5th. Of this year of 2020. So this is brand new. And this book is a totally different book compared to the first one because it's, it's I, actually I'm writing a trilogy. So this is book two. And so the first book, When the Mood is Right, trying trying to get us out of our comfort zones. You know, we're finding ourselves. Mood swings. We found ourselves. Okay. And we're able to express how we feel, depending on you know whatever mood or situation you're in, and you're able to to speak it unapologetically you're you're not afraid you're not timid to feel as if you're stepping on someone 's toes you know you have the courage and strength enough to speak your truth without worrying about not to say you don't care about anybody else's feelings, but well, you, you know but you know in a tax, in, in in a in a classy way. But you're able to just speak your truth. And that's what Mood Swings is about.
0: Well, I understand you contributed to the best selling book, Women Win Against All Odds. So, how did you become involved with that project?
1: That project came about on social media. I've joined different uh, writing groups and I happened to to see it there because again, I'm still trying to you know, like get out of my comfort zone, try to t- just to break out and let people know that I exist. So I said, well, this is an opportunity. Why not? And I, and I went for it. My part in that book, they had the collaborators. There was a few um, about 13 or 14 women that actually wrote the chapters. And then I was considered an influential woman that wins. And it's a, just a little bio, a little picture and a little um, tip of you know some uh, words of encouragement and and that's it and how you can how you can reach me. But I'm in it. It's a number one international bestseller. So there you go. <laughs> so when was that book published? I think it was July fourth of this year. I want to say July 4th, but if it wasn't July, it was in August, but it was th- it was definitely this year. Well, Pauline, what are your plans for the future? Well, I'm going to finish up this trilogy. So book three will be coming out next year. I have some poems already written and that will be obviously the conclusion, but it will tie everything up. And I'm going with the title, When the Mood is Right, The Rebirth. So we're going to be free after all that we went through with the two books. Now it's freedom. So I have that coming on. And also... I've gotten involved this summer as well with a collaborative project where I am a co-author. And the book is titled The Pivot Anthology. It's not out yet. It's in the process of editing and, you know, we're going through deciding on book covers and that type of thing. So that book, I believe they're trying to get it out next month. So we have to look out for that, The Pivot Anthology. I am a part of that I've written, and that I was out of my comfort zone because I've actually written a chapter. I write poetry, which is just, you know, a few lines. This was a chapter. So that was very challenging for me, but I felt I needed to do it. So yeah, so that's that's what's up and coming. And there's a few speaking engagements I have coming up as well. Well,
0: talking about speaking engagements, how can
1: people contact you? I can be reached on Instagram at queenppoetry123, Facebook at queenp, and you can email me at queenppoetry@gmail.com. at gmail.com.
0: Well, Pauline, thank you very much for your time. Much appreciated.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe. Another In Conversation podcast coming soon.